Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night. Again, a quick reminder, the St. Louis Cardinals on the West Coast tonight, so they have a late start pregame at 745 on the Cardinal Network and first pitch at 840 this evening from San Diego. But right now we're going to talk cross-country, and to help us do that is Nevada cross-country coach Ryan Watts, who has a little bit of different coaching responsibilities because Ryan, obviously, unlike the other coaches we talked to during the course of the fall season or any of the other season you have responsibilities for boys girls high school and middle school so uh so you have to kind of run the gamut there don't you yeah i see uh <laughs> i see uh the whole kid and caboodle across the board but you know that's kind of unique but it does create kind of a unique atmosphere that by the time my guys get to be upperclassmen they're about as experienced in any program i think they could be because I think at that point they've almost got a doctorate in cross country, so <laughs> it's a uh, it's kind of a different experience. But I think one that's kind of become unique to us and something that we're really proud of that you know those guys that start with us in seventh grade and make it all the way through are uh, pretty adept runners and pretty pretty uh, knowledgeable of their sport by the time they get through with it all. Well, I know you're about a third of the way through your season, but let's go ahead and go back to the beginning because uh, you know over the last couple of years that we visited, uh, or at least last year, and of course you had the COVID year where everything kind of got uh, discombobulated. But uh, let's talk about uh, you know you've always been kind of known for your uh, this is an ugly word I know, but it's only one I know of your recruitment efforts <laughs> to get uh, to get runners out there, and uh, you've mm-hmm. always had good success with that. Of course, it maybe got a little bit of a setback because of dealing with the the pandemic situation. Are you feeling? those numbers coming back to where you to where you had them before before that we're getting there um i think everybody's kind of with the exception of i think football their recruitment's doing really well right now um just based on looking across the road over there i feel like they've got a lot of bodies but um I, i feel like this is kind of a phenomenon that's not just a nevada issue i think this is kind of an issue that everybody's experiencing kind of getting kids coached back into trying especially new things that they've never done before and cross country for most kids is a new thing by the time i get to them in seventh grade and talk to them about it but we're uh we're seeing the high school numbers came back up really quick um the middle school numbers are still needing some work but the good thing is i've got a good high school crew that will kind of help guide the way and help that without you know showing the way and maybe those seventh and eighth graders that are in there right now will start telling their friends and that's that's worked in the past but yeah our high school numbers are coming up and uh and uh we're kind of in two different points with both teams but um uh, we're we're happy with where we're headed and and um yeah i think it's um we do try to get creative with reasons to convince people to come do this because if you just say hey let's go run that's that's a short list of people that show up for that so we're always trying to come up with fun ways to convince people to come join in on it and then once we're there we do a pretty good job of keeping them around it seems to me you have a quite a you have uh, athletes who uh, student athletes who who do run for a variety of different reasons some are very serious about running uh, you have the Cali Shores and the others like that um, it seems like you also have some competitors that that do cross country because uh, not only do they compete in cross country, but they compete in other sports and helps them uh, stay in shape for those other sports they have coming up in the winter or the spring. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's one of the things about cross country. I've always, you know, advocated we're a sport for everybody, and uh, not everybody's a runner, but you can come and be a part of our team if you're a runner or not. We got kids that are, you know, there to get in shape for wrestling or or swimming or basketball or what have you and and then you've like you said you've also got your kids that are there because cross country and and distance running is their thing so we've got the we've kind of got the gamut there we've got people that are there for different reasons but uh once we get them there the the culture kind of grabs everybody and it becomes a you know unified thing and some of them like you say are, are more uh 
about what they're doing this season and others are about getting in shape. But regardless, we kind of always make each other better across the board, and that's been a, a pretty successful um, equation that we've worked over the last few years that seems to keep paying dividends for us where we kind of have other sports come in and say, hey, we need to get in shape for basketball, and they help us out. And then when basketball season gets around and fourth quarter's there and you got somebody who's not breathing heavy and ready to go cover somebody on defense, well, Thanks for cross country. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and competitors are competitors. And even if they they know they're not going to be a, a top 10 runner, I'm imagining that uh, the that competitive nature in them wants to finish higher up the grid than what they started because they're just used to competing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, and that's one of the things that I'm such an advocate for being a three sport athlete, regardless of whether it's my sports or not. It's just, practice competing you get the opportunity to race people within cross country you know basketball you're competing and wrestling you're competing you name the sport you are competing so if you can give yourself the opportunity to practice competition and practice you know measuring yourself against that competition uh, that's going to make you better against everything regardless of what you're doing I think well, let's break down your teams uh, before we talk about some of the meets you've been competing in let's start with uh, the girls side first your lady tiger runners uh, Avery Morse obviously a name we've said a lot here during the course of the fall but uh, how do you feel about your make- what tell us about the makeup of your lady tiger program uh, yes the the girls team we've got a little bit more um, experience there at the top end um, with our two top runners being Avery Morris and Allie Rains leading the way for us. Um, and they've had, you know, a bunch of success over the years. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Callie Bishore earlier. They really were the, the next two to kind of grab that torch and run with it as far as um, being the, uh, the top dog on the girl side. They've kind of gone back and forth throughout their careers between Allie and Avery there. But um, And those are obviously huge shoes to follow, but we're lucky to have those two there to us. Uh, jump in and take the reins and do what they could there. And then they brought a lot of the younger ones along the way with them and improved. And then also we've had a couple, you know, join late, um, like Maddie Major. She's somebody who didn't get involved until her junior year, but she's made big strides in the time that she's been here, um, both running and as a leader on the team. So, uh, yeah, the girls team's got more experience, and they've had some success in the past. So that's, you know, pretty new or not excuse me not new and they kind of expected for them so they've been they've been running well individually our our numbers on the girl side aren't quite what they've been in in the past which kind of hurts you in the team standing sometimes um but uh at the top end they're running really well and we got good leadership there and and that's a you know it's kind of interesting when we talk about the boys they're so young um the girls team there's there's a lot of success or a lot of eight uh, um successful uh, upperclassmen there that after this year we'll be in a whole different boat with the girls team they'll be really in a, in a, a starting over and rebuilding phase um, but we've got one more year of this group that has a lot of success and a, a lot of experience that have been you know really taking the reins leading both the girls and and helping lead the boys side too and on that boys side uh, you know we don't see their names necessarily uh, in the top 10 top 15 uh, on a consistent basis but they seem to be making strides and and have been very consistent yeah, yeah, we've got you know we've got some upperclassmen on the boys side that that are are definitely holding down that leadership role for us like Jaden Tice, he's been great. Ethan McGinnis is coming along there in in that leadership role. But yeah, on the uh, on the performance side, we've had a lot of success out of that sophomore group. Um, they're coming along. They don't you know we don't have any of those really killer top ten finishes yet. But with some of the meets that we go to, that's 
almost, you know, a, a really big thing for especially sophomores to try and get up there. That's that's a pace that those guys are not really comfortable at running yet. Um, but they'll get there as they get a little older. And and on the boys' side, you kind of see uh, age matters a, a lot. You know, you, you, when you look at who are the top runners in the state, most of the time with a few exceptions, because, I mean, there's some kids that are just built for this and from day one. Um, but for the most part, you're looking at, you know, the – the kids that are having the the best success are upperclassmen on the boys' side, but so our, for our sophomores to be having the success that they are and, and finishing and on the top on our side most of the time, um, that's been a, a pleasant surprise. You like to see those young guys taping, taking those steps ahead and and kind of previewing where we might be going. And then on the other hand, yesterday we ran in the heat, and uh, that was a day for senior leadership because we had our, our we had a senior boy lead us in, and that. Uh, I think spoke to, you know, not necessarily that he was faster than any of those underclassmen. He just had more experience running in the heat and knew how to handle that better. And, and so we've kind of got a nice little blend there of those guys that have had experience that are kind of showing those younger guys who've got quite a bit of talent how to apply that talent. And hopefully by, you know, the time these sophomores or juniors and seniors, they'll uh, have made some big strides and be up there in the mix at some of those really salty meets that we go to. And you, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, you do, uh, do go to some very competitive meets. Uh, you're, as I mentioned earlier, you're only about a third of the way through your season cross country as a fall sport, but it seems to start later and end later than the rest of the fall sports. And so you've only had a couple of meets behind you, three meets actually. Uh, but uh, uh, let's talk about last Saturday. You went down to Missouri Southern, the Southern Stampede. This is uh, a very well known meet uh, for cross country runners, very large field. And uh, uh, talk about that experience and uh, how you're, how you're team fared yeah that that was that was a race that we've been going to for many years now and it continues to grow um that that i was talking actually our guys about that on on saturday that you know when this meet when i first started bringing guys to this meet seven or eight years ago it was nothing like this it's grown so much and a lot of those big university meets have um and uh so it's it it is it's an eye-opening experience for those guys to go see what fast really looks like um because you've got schools coming from you know the whole midwest basically go to race there so pretty much it's a who's who of who's who's running fast right now so um we had uh they actually got so big that they had to redivision everything and shake it up and stuff but uh that was a but it was a good experience and i like to take our guys to meets where they get to see you know this is what a state performance looks like right off the bat so you know what we're gearing for and what we're working towards and so that way there's you know there's no uh, misunderstanding of what it's going to take to get to where we're trying to go so they see that early um, and we ran well you know the kids got out in the mix they didn't let the moment to be too big which sometimes in those huge meets especially with the younger guys uh, you can kind of see them shrink from those moments and I was pleased to see across the board we didn't really get too worked up or worried about it and they ran well and um, we're still in the, the heat part of the year. You know, we dealt with the heat yesterday. We dealt with the heat this Saturday. So nobody's running particularly fast right now. Um, but I'm looking more at, you know, where are you at in the race? Are you being competitive? Are you, you know, making good race strategy? Things like that. And then as the temperatures drop, we kind of expect the times will follow. You, as you mentioned yesterday, you competed at Humboldt. This has been the Iola Invitational, uh, and but uh, now it's the Humboldt Invitational. And unfortunately, we still don't have, at the time we're recording this interview on Wednesday afternoon, we still don't have the individual results. Uh, we do know from a team standpoint, you did pretty well, and you probably have a fairly good idea where your where your individual runners uh, uh, came in. So uh, how how'd you feel about that performance yesterday at a meet that uh, I know that uh, you 
your program has historically gone to. Uh, you have family ties, if I remember right, over there in Iola, Iola Humboldt area. So talk about that meet yesterday. I know it was very, very hot. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that was toasty. It um, you're right. That's something that we actually we were doing the math on it yesterday evening, trying to figure out how long we've been going to run it, either Iola or the Humboldt meet. That's kind of changed hands a couple of times now, but just that that either one of them that's been hosted. I think this is the the twentieth straight year that we have done that, regardless of who is the coach. So that's kind of a cool ongoing tradition that's you know over generations now, which is pretty neat. Um, but um. But, yeah, the kids ran well. It was hot. Um, it was really hot. By the time the varsity boys ran, I think it, they, their race finally took off at about 1230, uh, which had been moved way up from the afternoon, which I don't think actually ended up saving us any temperature. <laughs> it didn't end up being so hot regardless. Um, but, uh, like I said, we didn't run fast, um, and we kind of knew that going into it. The times weren't going to be, you know, on fire today, that we were just going to go race and compete. Um, and they did that, and they ran really well. And like, um, well, their times weren't great, but they raced really well. I guess I should be a little bit more clear there. They raced really well, got up in the mix, and didn't uh, didn't let the uh, the heat be um, anything that uh, it didn't need to be. And I, you know, I told them right before they ran, guys, it's it's smoking hot for everybody. It's not just hot for Nevada. And and they ran really well with that. And the boys team came away with a varsity win, which was very exciting for them, especially um, with that being a, a of a group of a lot of the points coming from the underclassmen um, and they ran really well and brought home that uh, first varsity win uh, for a lot of those guys that they've never experienced that before. So that was cool for them. Um, and then the girls runnered up um, right behind them there. So it was, it was a really good day. And I like those meets where, Hey, maybe we didn't run the fastest that we wanted to run, but we were tough and I'll take tough at this point in the season because we can always get faster, but tough is hard to find. So I was glad to see us run hard. I'll touch on a couple other things before we close out. And uh, first of all, this Saturday, you got an interesting meet you're going to go to. Uh, uh, the Cowboy Classic, which intrigued me, and I looked it up. Oh, that's Oklahoma State University. <laughs> you're going to Stillwater uh, on, yeah. on Saturday. So uh, talk, that's got to be exciting for your runners to, to go to, obviously, a, a very large uh, college campus and uh, get ready to run a meet. Yeah, that is something I'm I'm really excited about. The kids are really excited about. Um, that's kind of taken the place of the uh, chili pepper meat that we've gone to for the last few years at Fayetteville. Um, we wanted to try to do something just a little bit different that these guys hadn't experienced. And, you know, being – uh, a coach for as long as I have, a runner for as long as I have, and then being the, the son of a coach and a runner, I've kind of experienced pretty much everything that this part of the country has to do running-related. So to go to something that I've never been to uh, is kind of a novel and exciting experience. So I'm looking forward to experiencing something for the first time with the team, and that hasn't happened in a while. So it's, <laughs> we're really looking forward to it. It's, it's supposedly it's a great event. Um, it's one of those where everybody there is legitimately fast. You have to ask to get in. It's, it's a big deal, and uh, we're looking really forward to it. It's, uh, it's going to be a learning experience for all of us. Like I said, I've never been there either, um, but uh, I'm excited to go. I know the kids are excited to go, and, and those big events are – you know, for people that don't understand what cross country is, I'd recommend, you know, go go see one of those because it'll change your perspective. You go to a little small meet, it's just some kids running around in the field or on a golf course. I get it. You go to a meet like that, it's a circus coming to town. So it's it's a big deal. So we're really looking forward to it. And, you know, it's cool to be around thousands of people who are, you know, really into the same thing and excited to be there. So it's going to be a big event for us. So we've been looking forward to that since we got to go ahead. So yeah, I've been to that campus many times. My son went to Oklahoma.
Oklahoma State, and so I've been to that campus uh, many times. And I hope you get a time. I hope you get time to to go around campus because it is a beautiful campus uh, down yeah, there. Yeah, we're uh, down hoping to go State. check it out. That's that's what I've heard. Absolutely. Well, uh, a couple of other things I want to do before we close out. The Big A Conference meet will be coming up on October 18th. Uh, who do you see as the heavy hitters there when that comes up? You know, it's the same schools that it kind of always is with Cross. Um, but you know, we're it's hard not to look at Lamar every, you know, all the time um, just because they're right down the road and I have a, you know, pretty good relationship with their coach and stuff. Um, but the schools that are always having success, there are going to be tough, um, you know, East Newton and East Newton's going to be solid, but in reality, you know, we've got a tough conference for distance. It just, it just is. When you look at, you know, when say, if you translate it out to districts, if you look at how our conference does, when they go to district meets, they, they really do well. So it's, it's, it's a, any year it can be anybody. Cause I, I would recommend, I would say that we have one of the best distance conferences that you could put together. So um, as far as the schools in the area, it's, it's pretty solid. So, it's going to take a, a big effort from whoever, you know, walks away with a win on either side. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime that you can knock off somebody that's just 20 miles down the road that's always been a rival, you like to do that if you can. So Lamar's always in our scope. Well, that'll be October 18th, and then right after that is the Class 4 District 2 meet on October 29th. Uh, that'll be at Nixa. I've been working with Michigan classifications for about 35 years. I have to admit, I never, ever has figured out how they do this. But uh, <laughs> you have five classes yeah, in cross-country, and, you, and you're in Class 4. <laughs> I don't get it. But at any rate, and uh, but you're in Class 4 District 2. Uh, it's at Nixa. Nixa's not in the meet, but it is being held at Nixa. But obviously, a large amount of schools uh, in that one district, and uh, some familiar names and some from quite a distance. Uh, I know this is down the road, but uh, when you saw that, what did you think uh, of your of your district assignment? Well, my first thought was, who did I make mad at Misha? But my <laughs> my second thought was, when you look at you know Webb and Jeff City High School and some of those schools that are on that list, you, you, you realize, hey, we've got our work cut out for us. And you know, I'm always been somebody who's believed and you need to be honest with your athletes and, and, and make sure they understand what they're up against. And when you look at a list of teams like that, you know that, hey, if we're going to do anything as a team, it's going to take a tremendous effort. And you also need to know, hey, if we're only taking 30 people out of this to state, and you start looking at the top handful of runners from each team, that takes up 30 spots really quick. So um, when you look at who's going to be there and you start divvying up you know, who's going to be able to get to squeak through into the state meet uh, when there's only 30 spots coming out of schools like that, uh, you understand that you've got to run fast. So um, while I can't explain why we're in the same conference or the same district as some of those schools either, and I don't understand why they do what they do, um, we're going to have to run fast. And our kids know that, and we've got a lot of work to do between now and then. The good thing is that is quite a ways off. So we've got time, and we're going to put the work in, and then when it comes to that morning, we'll – run fast and do what we can do and let the chips fall where they may. Absolutely. Well, we we'll look forward to it. We we'll look forward to your progress over the next uh, month, month and a half as far as that season goes. And, uh, Ryan, appreciate the time today. And uh, best of luck down there at Stillwater on Saturday. I know you'll enjoy it. Yeah, thanks, Mike. We're looking forward to it. Debated cross-country coach Ryan Watts. When we come back, I'll close out this week's Tiger Talk program on Double K Country.